0: thank you everyone for joining us again for Chips in the Cookie 2. Some of you may ask, why Chips in the Cookie? Well, um, for people of color, all too often, theater world, school, work. We look around our environment and we notice something as we look around, and we notice, wow, I'm the only chip in the cookie, hence the name. So thank you all for joining us. Tonight, um, our conversation is going to deal with people who are biracial and multiracial. And let me just start with this really quickly. So this panel discussion all started in the wake of events that were globally affecting people of color. Here's two pieces of history for you. The one drop rule. The one-drop rule is a social and legal principle of racial classification that was historically prominent in the United States in the 20th century. It asserted that any person with even one ancestor of Black ancestry, one drop of Black blood, is considered Black. Yeah, just let that sink in for a minute. Okay, the next one. Anti-miscegenation laws or miscegenation laws are laws that enforce racial segregation at the level of marriage and interracial relationships by criminalizing interracial marriage and sometimes also sex between members of a different race. Anti-miscegenation laws were first introduced in North America in the late 17th century and onwards by several... Uh, several of the 13 colonies and subsequently by many U.S. states and U.S. territories and remained in force in many U.S. states until 1967. Here's a thought. I was born in 69, two years before I was born. Let that sink in. So tonight, joining me on this panel a bunch of lovely, lovely people, and let us start with the beautiful Gina Verdi. Say hi, Gina.:
1: Hello, Hi Gina. Hi
0: Throw you for a loop there.:
1: Candace. <laughs> uh For the past 15 weeks, I've also been the uh, remote schooling mom in this household um, and, uh, and we are done with their grades. So that's, been, that's my short bio for tonight in this pandemic. I also do things like nonprofit consulting. Um, I'm an educator for tiny humans. Um, I read a lot of picture books and I can recommend even more. I'm also-
0: Married to me. Also married to the very lovely and talented <laughs> David Ellis. Hi, I'm David,
2: uh, actor, juggler, clown, and real estate broker in Upper Manhattan. Uh, Also, half black, half white.
0: Thank you. And I'm going to go down to the lovely Maya Jordan.
3: Hi, everybody. Um, First of all, thank you everyone who's attending this panel today. We really appreciate you wanting to join this conversation and hear some of what we have to say and share our stories. Um, Thank you, Rod, for running tech and my fellow panelists, thank you. And thank you, Candice, for coming up with this idea and facilitating it and making it happen and for the invitation to participate. Um, I'm Maya (laughs) Um, I work in the creative arts as a singer and actor and film composer, and I co-run a film and production company with my amazing husband, and um, I also work at the intersection of the creative arts and nonprofits as a project manager, but I'm also a big geek, huge nerd, um, and a hippie, and a tree hugger, and um, I'm just happy to be here and participating in this.
0: Thank you. And now we're gonna go over to
4: the lovely Paula Galloway. Oh, Paula, you're muted. Oh, I, I know, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh dear God, I'm up. So, uh, <laughs> hi, my name is Paula Galloway. I am an actor, a mother, and um, big geek, probably not as big as Maya. I, I'm more amateur level, I suppose. She's more of a professional. I'm still you know, holding on my amateur status for the Olympics. Um, I, my family is uh, all from the islands, uh, but my husband is Jewish. So our child is at the very least biracial. That's why I'm here today.
0: And um, two very special panelists joining us today um, <laughs> that makes this topic very dear to my heart. Excuse me for a minute. Oof. Okay. Um, one, Justice Berg, my elder son. Say hi, Justice.
5: Hi, I'm Justice Berg. I'm 20 years old, a sophomore college student currently, and um, I'm very appreciative of, of everyone here and my mom for facilitating this discussion we can have, you know, in which we kind of can represent ourselves a little bit in, in, a, in a trying time where I, I feel that there's a lot of tension between a lot of people, you know what I mean, and I've, I'm very proud of my mom for, um, you know, allowing us to facilitate this discussion.
0: Thank you, and last but not least, my favorite little redhead, Logan Berg. Say hi, Logan.
6: I am Logan Berg, I am the other son that she speaks of, and I'm also very happy that you know, my I have a mother that takes the opportunity to do things like this, you know. Uh, I'm biracial, you know, you can see how my mother looks, you can see how I look. And I, you know, I just very much appreciate that my mother is one of the people who's willing to do things like this. Someone who's, you know, so close to me. And also, as you can see, I am a very big nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it. Got a bunch of collectibles, all that stuff makes me very happy. And yeah.
0: There you go, cool. And uh, because I was told I did not do this last time, (laughs) I am Candace Kendall Brown. Mother of giants. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. So you heard me state two laws. So let's just jump right in. The first thing I want to touch, it, touch on is how the senses used to have in the little boxes, very few choices to state what you are, but also other applications. These are forms, whether they're work forms, school forms, Um, if you've ever had to use social services, all those forms. So if anyone can jump in and give me how you would say a, a dealing that you had to deal with these forms where you're sitting there and you're looking at it and you're going, or you're doing my favorite thing.
2: I'll give a story, actually, for the census before it changed. Because now we see the census, it's much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, my mom filling out the census when we were younger, it said, please check one under race. She did not. Checked two, sent it, and it got sent back. And said, please choose one. Mm -hmm. Same for me, applying for colleges. On paper, I chose African American. You had to choose one. And when mm-hmm. it finally got changed and you can see, please choose all that apply, you, there was a little half dance. Mm-hmm.
0: I, um, I remember, because my boys are older, um, when they were really young for school, and you and please check one. And I'm like, well, and here's the, here's the reason why they had check one. It's because if you were biracial, and you checked black, that was more black numbers they can count and more services, services, that they would give to the black community. Whereas if you check white, well, you're part of the majority. So just think about that for a minute, how applications have changed finally, still not all the way, but finally applications have changed over the years for school lunches colleges, jobs. Um, I remember doing something for work, and I was shocked, shocked, because it said Black African-American, Black Caribbean. I had never seen that on a form ever in my life until Pearson Education, and it said Black Caribbean, because for the first time, I got to say, holy crap, that's actually me this time.
4: So. Actually, I was going to jump in and say, I was like, yes, wait, I have don't. never seen that. And then I was like, wait, no, 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 no. Over the past, like, I'd say maybe eight to 10 years, that started to come up. But yeah, it's very rare. I, I'm not doing a lot of filling out a whole lot of forms, at least not at this point. So, um, So seeing it, yeah, I have in fact seen it, but I had to remember it for a second, just like, oh yeah, I have seen them do that. But it's uh yeah, it it's rare and when it when it, it kind of snuck up on me, I'm like, Oh my god, we're being recognized, we exist. So yeah, it's it's but I think I'm gonna let these guys handle handle this one because their their story is much richer than mine.
5: Yeah, I, I definitely say that because um, I do remember a time where it did that that wasn't really the case even very long ago. Like I would say about four or five years ago, you'd stick like, if you were to take any scantron test or anything that like McGraw Hill or any of those companies was You know, developing or whatever. It was usually the one choice thing and it wasn't until I started really applying for colleges and I started uh, taking like the regions and stuff in my in high school that it was really changing uh i i it was it's kind of surprised to me because I, it was kind of like a, a little bit of a validation you know because being able to you know check off what i am i guess even though it seems so simple is kind of you know at least at least i'm able to do that now instead of having to pick oh am i going to put my father's side for this application or am i going to put my mom's side for this application because what's going to get me the, you know what i mean stuff like that
3: It is validation and it's being seen and being recognized and not having to choose between one or the other or in my case one and several others Mm -hmm. Um, because you know if you've noticed the title of this is biracial and multiracial um, and so for people who don't know biracial traditionally means you have one parent of one race and one parent of another race. Multiracial obviously means more than that but it can also apply to adopted families that have a mix and you know what we're talking about right now is specifically biracial and multiracial when someone in the family or in the relationship has black in them of some kind but we also know that a lot of our shared experiences of being in a mixed family or relationship can apply to other mixes out there Um, right now we're focusing on the black part because of what's happening in this country Um, But yeah, the most recent census, because I'm in no hierarchy, I am black, white, and indigenous, plus a bunch of other stuff, but I'm black, white, and indigenous, and on the most recent census, I could check more than, not one, more than two boxes, and I just felt so free, because it was awesome to check all of those boxes and be like, oh, I'm not being erased, because when you have one foot in one world and one foot in another world, or all your limbs in different worlds, you can feel completely unseen and erased mm-hmm. because it's it's the the world is forcing us and this country is forcing us to be just one thing. And so much of that goes back to what we started talking about, which is that one drop rule and the miscegenation yeah. rules.
2: Yeah. And also, when you only get to choose one thing and you walk in, and they go, "Wait a minute, what?
0: What?" Oh wait. Um, uh huh. My mother used to cross it out and just write other. Mm.
5: There was a point where and- I, I felt like picking other as well because I I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like especially in terms of like being from like from Guyana specifically, you know what I mean? It's like it's very like, I can't say necessarily African American. And like there are there are points on that form where it wouldn't show black it would just that it's african-american right you'd have white etc like hispanic and then it was like extremely general and broad so like there are like there are a lot of tests where i would just you know bubble other because i'm like i you know like this is i ain't gonna deal with this right now this is you know it's...
1: yeah and as as being white i'm hearing this entire discussion about one checkbox that shouldn't be one checkbox. And my privilege is that I just go and I check the box and I move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. for everyone, let's think about everyone that stares at this line and says, but I'm not here.
0: And I'm looking
1: at my husband and friends that I've known for years and looking at them and seeing how happy they are that finally something is happening and it's 2020. That's yeah. a privilege. I get the one box, and I keep going.
0: Yeah. Something so simple, so simple, yet it means so much. Mm-hmm. So And um, somebody had mentioned something before about families and our relationships, so that's going to take me into my next topic, and it is parenting a biracial child. <laughs> and the various things. The various I'm taking things myself happen. off mute
4: right now. I'm taking myself off mute right
0: now. I, I'm just going to start with this because we brought this up in the last discussion and mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go in. We're going in so we're, on We're this going straight one. to it? We're going we're straight going to it? In. We're okay. going in. We're going in being asked when you are out there you, and you're there with your child mm-hmm. and your child is just a couple of shades, either darker or lighter than you. And the questions people think they can come right up to you and ask. Mm-hmm. Paula, mm-hmm. please. All right.
4: Well, um, as some of you, if, uh, for those of you who are joining us from the last panel, Uh, You know that uh, I had a story about um, one day I taking my, my infant child to go see his, uh, to go see his pediatrician, you know, for his checkup and everything like that, and he's about what, six to eight months, there has been no sleep, so I'm, I'm tired, I'm a little cranky, and you know, I'm trying to keep my spirits up for my kid and everything, you know, I'm trying to get him over to the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. so i've been taking him, and I'm on my way to the doctor's office, you know, pushing him along in his in, in his thing and uh a lady uh I'm, I stop at a light waiting across the street. the lady standing next to me looks at me, looks at the boy, looks at me, looks at the boy, and just asks me how much she wanted to know what my rates were as a nanny mm-hmm. just led in with that. No hello, no nothing like that. She wanted to know what my price was. And it was it's 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 something that has happened in the past and it is it, it's something that happened a couple of times in the past in one way or another. Either they would just look at you funny or say they would just come right out and say it. One guy actually said that uh my son looked like his father and I was just like you know my husband he's like No, but he doesn't look anything like you. It's a wonder that I haven't gone to jail.
0: Um, I also just want to say to the audience, some of these stories that you're hearing, we're hearing them for the first time too. That, Paula, I had, no no clue.
4: Random stranger just telling me that my child doesn't look anything like me.
0: Yeah. And it's it's and then yeah. Logan, mm-hmm. do you remember mm-hmm. what what happened yeah. when I came to pick you up from school one day and your yes. friend never saw me?
6: Yeah, it was uh I mean to me I, I was like a little kid. This is like when I was way smaller, so it wasn't that bizarre to me at the time, but every now and then I think back on it like, wow, that happened. So Uh, she came to pick me up, and one of my friends saw my mother and was like, looked at me, looked at her and was like, are you adopted? And like, to me at the time, I was just like, small child. So I was just like, no, I'm biracial. And I just like went about my day. And back then it was like, oh, whatever, you know, kids, you know, children will say what children say. But now, like, I just think back on it, like, that's a thing that happens. And the fact that adults would say things like that is what scares me. Like back then, I was a child, I was a little child, you know, just trying to put two and two together. So, but the fact that that happens to adults and adults say those kinds of things to me is what's really scary and like mind boggling.
0: Yes. And um, I know with um, both of my boys, we've been stopped in the street because people have just been like, oh, oh my goodness. And it's just, it's, you know. I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, my God, your children are so beautiful. It's another thing to go, oh, your child is so beautiful. Mm. Are they? (laughs) Is that father? And, oh, if I may, may I tell the story of the woman in the Korean belly? Can I just share this story? Yeah. Some people know this story. I am in the store with my two little cherubs and you know, curly curly hair. And they're like, mommy, can I have, mommy, can I have? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the woman behind the counter, she's looking at them and looking at me. And this is the look on her face. The children, yes, they're mine. Their father. Yes, their father is white. Oh, because they don't have your hair. They have the good hair.
4: Ooh. Oh no. Oh no. No, 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 no,
0: no. I'm sorry, but for you know I I they don't have your hair they have the good hair the hair thing is a whole nother episode
4: yeah right i was about to to say i was about to say because i had i i've had i've had that issue as well i mean the whole thing with 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 my son with my son's hair uh he his hair is not like mine but it's not like his father's either it's got that you know kind of Uh, if you'll forgive me, Jufro sort of thing going on, Uh, so it just kind of puffs out, but um, when, uh, yeah, when he was little, you know, one of his little play play date friends was like looking at his hair and looking at mine, and he was just like, how come your hair's like that? Now, he's three, so he's completely allowed to say this he's absolutely honestly and openly as i possibly can it's okay when you're three years old when you are a grown man sitting there putting your hands on top of some child's head and feeling their hair like this is something brand new to you that's another issue yeah. and that happened that actually it, it, happened.
5: it's something that happens a lot i think especially yes. growing up me and my brother uh anytime interacting with a lot of people in general a lot of the first like things is like oh our face future is like oh my god like your 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 nose is so like wide or like our lips especially mm-hmm. for me specifically a lot of my friends will ask me like where would you get those like there are certain things they'll say like i'm not gonna repeat here but you know like they'll say like where'd you get those lips you know stuff like that and things like so that silly. you know what i mean yeah and and it's it's definitely like you know interesting because um especially like if, if me and my brother are like on the train with our mom or like my dad or something like that. And I, I get it. We get it a lot actually as well with our dad who, you know, looks very white and he's white, you know? Like if me and my brother are walking with him, uh, usually like it's a lot of like just looking back, like looking at him, then looking at us, then looking at him, then looking at us, you know? And it's, you know, I, I, there was actually one time where um, I hurt myself at school uh and my dad went to come pick me up because i I had to like get crutches and everything was pretty serious Mm -hmm. and um when uh, he was coming up the stairs to like the infirmary and everything and and my principal was going to look for my uh dad he didn't he didn't know what he was gonna look like or anything right so my dad comes and he's like looking for justice and everything and and my principal didn't believe it was my dad at first and he was just like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you're just his dad? And everything?" And then he like he went up to me and like made me confirm that I was my dad. And it was it's funny because uh, we went downstairs and everything, and my dad had to like essentially carry me to the car that he ordered and stuff like that to go home because I, I hurt my leg. And my friends thought that he was my Uber driver. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was very it was a, you know at the time like I kind of laughed at it, but like it, it was like. Thinking about it, it's like usually like oh like all my other friends, I can immediately like I'm like yeah, that's your parent, that's your you know what I mean. Like, it it's never been like oh like is that your dad? Oh, are you adopted? You know what I mean? Like it is stealthy. Do joke about and stuff like that, but it eventually it gets to a point where it's like you know, like it's it's like I'm not like I guess the token you know by. I don't know how to explain, but like biracial kid that like, oh, you can make the black jokes and the white jokes or whatever. And you go, oh, yeah, you're cool with it, right? Because you're all, you're playing for both sides. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. It's a lot of, a lot of like stuff like that, you know, where I think people believe, you know, they can kind of get away with saying stuff like that because it's, it's not necessarily that, you know, you aren't either of these things. But maybe they even have an assumption that you don't really have a strong tie to either thing because of how you look. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
4: Which so, gives them which gives them yeah. carte blanche to say anything that they want to. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's really the ridiculous. Biggest, the
5: biggest yeah. thing is, like, especially now is the use of the N-word around me. If I, mm-hmm. if I tell people mm-hmm. that I am Black, pe- white kids, it does not matter. We'll start using that word around me. But let's say i have a I have a lot of like black friends as well. if I like let's say mingle those groups of kids like who were saying the Edward around me, right, but then like let's say I introduce some of my like you know black or just full black friends and stuff like that, they'll stop saying that word, you know what I mean it's It's very like kind of alarming to me that i they I, they, that they feel like I invite them to you know be able to do these things or like say these things you know without repercussion because of how I look, you know. And that's always something I always think about and ponder about, you know, is like, you know, is, is, you know, because I might, to you, I might not seem to play for either side. You can kind of just say whatever you want, because I don't, you don't think I identify with anything, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, Logan, because I hear you talking on the phone with your friends a lot. And you said, you had told me, Justice, I didn't know that happened with your father. You guys didn't tell me that.
5: Uh, it was when, it was when I remember, when, like, I really hurt my leg. and like, Yeah, I, was I the for the week. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that. Ha, huh. see, I don't even know things from my own family. But as I was going to say, Logan, I know mm. you, because when I was asking you about this, and you didn't have so much of the negative, but you said that your friends tend to say, do you remember what you told me? Oh, yeah. So for me, I mean, I'm in high school. So uh,
6: high school kids will say a lot of bizarre, you know, weird, different things. But like, uh, it's like, uh, like my brother was saying, how it's like, are you, you're playing for both teams? But for me, it's kind of like different. It's not like you're f- playing for both teams. But at one point, you're this, and at one point, you're that. Like, you know, if if I'm like, oh, you know, I like I enjoy badminton. They're like, oh, that's us hear your, because your, you're hot. That's you're white. You're white. You know. But if, you know, if I'm playing basketball and I'm doing really well, they're like, that's the black, you're black right now. So it's more of like, I've always seen it with my friends being like, oh, you're this. And then like the next day they're like, oh, you're that. And I'm just like, I, you know, I'm kind of just both. But, you know, a lot of people don't really seem to grasp it. And there was a one time where one of my friends, and this was in high school, this was like last year. uh, You know, I was just, I was at his house and I was just, you know, chilling there. And then he looked at me and he knew that my mother was black you know he's seen my mother before but um and then he looked at me and he's like yeah your nose your lips yeah you're black that's black you're black and I was like well I mean you've seen my mother before but like were you just thinking about this the whole like I I feels weird to be someone staring at me and like thinking about oh your nose or your lips like the way I took that was like were you just thinking this in your head? Like, were you just looking at me thinking like, oh, your nose, your lips, you know, that was very weird to me. But, you know, it's, it's come to the point where I, you know, I don't want to say, like, it's a bad, it's kind of bad for me to say that I'm used to it because it just shouldn't be a thing that happens very often, you know, just except all, you know, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. But I've gotten kind of used to these things happening. There was one time in middle school where my friend, uh, they didn't see, they haven't seen my father, they haven't seen my mother, but they look at me, and they thought, like, I wasn't, like, just white, they were, like, there's something else going on, so they just stare at me, and they're, like, Brazil, you're Brazilian, you're from yeah, Brazil. Yeah, you get down a lot, right, The yeah, Brazil. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was, like, I, I'm actually not, you know, my mother's Guyanese, my father's, like, Russian-German, and they're, like, mm, nah, you're Brazil, and I was, like, yeah. I didn't know you mm-hmm. get to choose that, but, uh, <laughs> incorrect, You know it's just a bizarre thing that happens you know time to time that
5: oh they'll start like oh i never forget when i started working at um the restaurant i was working at um a lot most of the line cooks were like spanish people and stuff like that so they would just start speaking to me in spanish because they assumed i was like dominican you know yeah i assume yeah it happens right yeah it's that at home all the time where they're like they'll start speaking spanish or they'll be like hey chico or something like that and i like i'm like bro no you know i I mean i got (laughs) yeah i know i got the dominican hairline or whatever but you know
2: it's the amusing thing of basically, well, it's not amusing. It's just the fact of how you present yeah. is mm-hmm. how other people will react and treat you. With yes. the Spanish thing as well. Yes, I get people come up to me and talk in Spanish. My wife actually speaks Spanish. I do not. They come up, say something. She responds. <laughs> and ask me again.
3: Yeah, you're right. It is all how you present.
2: Yeah, and one I time even on the mm-hmm. side as well of... Judging that because I do not present African American, I've mm-hmm. actually almost was in high school in D.C. where I grew up, and on a bicycle, and a bunch of African American kids came over and were messing with me and talking and talking, and they're like, "Oh, look at the white boy, he's being silly." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa," and let, told them I'm like, "I'm not white," and they're like, "Oh, okay," and walked away, and I'm like, "Did I just avoid getting my ass kicked?" Just <laughs>
1: I, say, I, okay. have a, I have a mom of a, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, um, because I know a lot of moms um, that are friends of mine or they're in the neighborhood that are part of a biracial or multiracial family are watching this and I just want to thank Justin and Logan for being here because not only does it make me feel calmer even though you're having these experiences I'm, I'm glad that you are willing to talk about them, because yeah, for sure, especially for those of us that have younger kids.
2: Yes, we have a nine-year-old daughter.
7: We
1: have it. We're gonna yes, we're gonna. Who we just turned nine? So that's why we're pausing. Not that we forgot her age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but knowing that there are young adults that can help us when we have questions, and we know that our kids are gonna come up with these questions and have new experiences that are not going to be pleasant, unfortunately, there are people that we can turn to. And yeah.
6: that's like, For sure, for sure, yeah.
1: That, that's my mom moment of
5: like, <laughs> we're proud. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, thank you.
0: And well, this. Oh, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead, Maya.
3: Oh, I was gonna say, you know, everything that you boys are talking about resonates so much with this panel especially with Dave and I because it brings up that question of enough are you enough of this thing or enough of that
7: yeah right
3: and it's it's like well are are you white enough are you black enough Mm -hmm. it depends on how you present it depends on what your hair looks like I've spent my entire life having people walk up to me on the street and speak whatever language it is they Mm. they speak right and it's a question of being enough. It's like, well, in some circles, I'm not white enough. In some circles, I'm not black enough. In some circles, I'm not indigenous enough. And this idea of enough is something that, that we all have to deal with every single day if we're biracial or multiracial. Because if we celebrate our white half, we maybe won't be welcome in those circles because racists and not white enough or we also might be seen as self-hating of our non-white half Mm -hmm. if we celebrate and explore the white part of us if we explore and engage with the black part of us we may not be welcome there because we may seem like we're posers And that we can't connect enough to the struggle that to really have a voice in black circles and so it's a question of what's what's enough what's our culture and the truth of the matter is is that most americans culture is capitalism let's be honest you know there are lots of people Mm -hmm. german descent who have never had german food there are lots of people swedish descent who don't know what that means but yet what this idea of what's enough and i feel like for me possibly a huge reason why I'm such a big nerd is that I found my culture in magic wands and lightsabers and, you know, Vulcan ears and fairy.
5: The geekery.
3: The geekery. The the, the
5: pop culture, you know, it's a a common ground for people because it it separates beyond like how you look, you know, or your, the struggles that you essentially have in your day-to-day and it allows you to kind of like, you know, I wouldn't just say it's escapism but it's like a community in which you know like fostered by the fact that everyone has a similar interest right yeah you know that people are able to like you know congregate and, and, and you know enjoy each other's company you know what I think and that's I think a big thing for a lot of uh, a lot of like biracial kids in 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 pop culture is that they can identify themselves easier with that because at least it's more you know welcoming, you know, like, at least in my experience, I feel like it has been, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, when you, when, when you're talking about like geek culture and things, you know, or, or theater or something like that, when there's any sort of, you know, fantasy world or pretend world in a world where there are pointy ears and, and blue skin, you know, and fairies and wizards, then maybe we can fit in there since we don't fit into just one box and I think that's why so many of us gravitate towards the geekery and and gravitate towards theater and other types of creative things because that's where we've that's where we've found our culture not that there aren't representation issues within those things as well absolutely absolutely.
5: my god it's
3: getting better but but yeah it's it's defining Mm -hmm. who we are for ourselves and that's that's Mm. a privilege that we've had to, we've had to develop our sense of self on our own. Like, yeah. I, I am yeah. enough for me. I am enough. Yeah. I am who I am, and my culture is myself, and 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 holding on to that identity, and to not let myself be, be dictated to in terms of who I'm allowed to be,
7: mm-hmm. by yeah.
3: what everyone yeah. else says. Right? Like, there's a list. We talked about this in the first panel. That list. Someone out there designed a list of what makes you a black person that list also exists for what makes you a white person, what makes you a Hispanic person, not just Hispanic, what makes you Mexican versus this, what makes you Indian versus that. And if you don't tick all of those or most of those boxes, then you're not that you don't belong. Mm -hmm. And so those of us who tick more than one box, finding that space within ourselves to be like, I am enough I, yeah, I am yeah. a human that, being it's,
5: it's a sense of belonging and I, and yeah. I think especially because it's something that you know it's believe it's like it's something you can struggle with uh, like, at least in my experience where it's like especially going and being in New York you know and it's extremely diverse yes it is you know but there is like so much like there are their cliques you know and there are cliques amongst of people that identify amongst that same culture but for someone who who you know doesn't necessarily tick all those boxes of every single thing you know what I mean and especially as you're if you're seen as a poser like when when you guys were talking about that I, that was something that that resonated with me a lot where it's like people especially with um you know talking to other black people about like you know how I am black and stuff like that it, it does come down to that conversation of like yeah but do you understand our struggle do you like
7: are you black are enough are you are you no. black enough yeah
5: you know or are you white enough or like you know what I mean and it's like it it, it's not you know i feel like instead of trying to raise those questions and stuff like that we should be championing or championing these people and allowing them to embrace their culture you know what i mean like it shouldn't necessarily be like a what are you thing you know what i mean like i think that question alone is always it's i don't think it's necessarily just rude in its diction but it's rude because of what you're like it's it feels like you're trying to get to you know like oh what are you like what like I, i i don't get you so i'm trying to figure out from my preconceived notions what you are you know what yes. i mean yeah and i, and yeah. I think yeah. and i think that's the biggest problem you know it's where where people just they have to put a label on you you know what yes. i mean and, and yeah. i don't know if it's this way for them to feel comfortable with it or to feel comfortable with you or or you know to have their guidelines of what they think they can say and what they can't you know what i mean and stuff like that
6: mm-hmm. yeah i think uh i personally i because the way I see it as like, I've been so tired of like, what are you? Because throughout my life, I've been asked that a lot of like, what are you? What is it? So uh, there was a point in time where I would say yes to whatever they asked of what I was. You know, I know at the end of the day, I'm Guyanese and then like German Russian. I know what I am. But people will be like, oh, you know, are you Dominican? I would just be like, yeah, because I I just didn't care for whatever they had to say. Like, I didn't want to have a conversation with them because it feels like like my brother said like they're they're looking for something like they want to judge me based on what my answer was so whatever they say are you this I'm just like sure why not you know (laughs) like I I just don't want to bother with those types of things and then I think when it comes to going back to like escaping to like nerd culture you know geek culture all that types of stuff you know I think that's where a lot of my friends I'm very thankful for my friends because they see me as like Logan you know the people that I choose to have friends they see me as Logan you know because when it comes to things like race, like, oh, you know, there's a group of black kids. You know, am I, am I black enough to fit in there? If there's a group of white kids, you know, do I pass the white test? Do I fit in there? But when it comes to things like, you know, action figures and all these superheroes, I just fit in with the other people who like action figures and like superheroes. Like my favorite superhero of, of all time is Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Not just Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. He's like the best. I love Miles Morales because I see him, like, when I look at him, that's the ultimate example. I escaped to geek culture, you know, nerd things. But Miles Morales, he's a biracial character. And he, he's, like, my age. So when I yep. see a character like Miles Morales, you know, and he's Spider-Man doing these those amazing things, you know, Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite movie. So good. I see myself when I see Miles Morales, you know, and I was like, that's so awesome. And unfortunately, there are people who are like, you know, of course, I look different from how Miles Morales looks. And they're like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, you don't even really look like him, things like that. Or well, like to me, because he's also like a part of the nerd culture and everything like that and biracial, he's like my favorite, like I see myself in him and I resonate yeah. with him, you know, and sometimes I think like, is it good that I have to like turn to these things to like seem like that when I see this character, I'm like, yes, that's me. You know, of course, I, I like representation, as you were saying before, there's a lot of problems with representation when it comes to superheroes. And things like that. But when I see Miles Morales, I was like, Spider Man has always been my favorite. And then I see Miles, and I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's it right there. You know, that's it for me. It just made me very happy. And yeah. can, can,
4: I just, can I just jump in for one second? Oh, uh, she's I, back. Think I know, I know. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Now, I think Logan already knows how I feel about Miles Morales because, um, gosh, I think it was, yeah, just last year. Just last year. Uh, uh, I went to I took my boy to Comic-Con and you guys took a picture like dueling Miles yep. Morales is yeah
7: yep. I
4: took when I took my son to see it the year before and I showed it and, and I was just like I was waiting for his reaction I didn't say anything and I was just like let's go see let's go see spider-verse into it's uh, Spider-Man into the spider-verse and Spider-Man has always been his absolute favorite superhero. No question. So when he got introduced to miles morales and saw him up there on the screen he just he just his eyes got so big and he went mom he's half black and he he's like he's like me and i swear to you i'm i was the only mom out there blubbering like an idiot in the theater just sitting there going yes baby he's just like you <laughs> because We've been saying this for years, how representation matters. Mm-hmm. And that encapsulated everything that we have been begging for, everything that people have been fighting about, at least regarding in this in this genre, in but, the, the comic books. You know, but also like in
2: that, that genre of the representation and mm-hmm. labeling, and that is if you look at all of us who are biracial or multiracial, we do not look at mm-hmm. the same. So yeah. it is Something. No. Yeah. Um, With the label. And it gets unfortunately yes. even harder when you go one more generation down from me. Because my daughter
7: mm-hmm. is
2: quarter black and is not at all black faced. She is
7: mm-hmm. white.
2: And then you get into the she sees the interracial things and goes, Yes, I can relate that. Yes. I understand that. But mm-hmm. then in groups of people when gina goes and tells people you you do realize my my husband's half black and they go Uh, yeah Yeah. yeah.
4: it it turns that thing it's all of a sudden you've just blown a
0: fuse in their head it's yeah they're, they're sitting there going how did science do that?
5: Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's always it's always like they're trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. They're, trying they to figure to figure out
4: they're always that. trying to figure it out. They cannot put you in the particular box they had you and it freaks them out. Yeah. It absolutely okay. freaks them out. And they problems. would not be able to hand, they would not be able to handle the rest of my family. I have family over in England. And they take, the whole, they take the whole interracial thing to a whole other level. We got blondes rolling up in this place, yeah, <laughs> showing like- up at the family reunion with some curry Goat, all right? And, it's, and it's, it's hilarious to watch people uh, look okay, at I'll us go. like, you all know each other? Yes, we all share the same DNA. It's like, you guys
0: don't look like each other. It's like, no, but we all are fabulous. <laughs> and in, in that vein, can we touch on friends and family and introducing your significant other to your family? <laughs> I am going to defer to Gina and David on this one. Please enlighten us. It's like
1: a decade. and. We've been together for obviously longer than that. I don't really remember, I really don't remember at this point, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't remember conversations at that point, Um, also quarantine break, but I'm fairly certain that there were people at our wedding that did not realize it until they saw all of us together.
2: That's my side of the family.
1: Oh, I'm fairly certain. Maya might want to back me up on that one. She was there. Um, So I don't know. It's now it's more like David said, now it's more the, uh, I have to make a statement Mm. to, to say what my kid is so that the, the whole poser thing, my constant fear as as a white mom is that being told, well, your kid is not. How can you let her do that? So then I need to say, so like, I'm covering her because she's little.
0: Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And saying, I feel like I need to be doing kind of like extra homework all the time to make sure that she um, understands her whole family history, but then can then present herself the way she wants to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so sometimes, it, the, it, I can get blunt at times because it just necessitates it, and I have nothing, and she has nothing to apologize for, so. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I
5: understandably, it gets frustrating, I assume. Yeah. It's like, to, the fact that you have to make that statement in the first place, I feel like, is annoying in itself. Like. Uh, like, you know, for most people, they don't necessarily have to declare their presence and declare what they are for other people to be at ease, you know, and yep. that the fact that you have to do that for, for your daughter, I feel like that's just unfair and unjust, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's, it's you know, it's not right.
1: I've sent yeah. in notes around MLK Day time, especially if they do Culture Day, and said, if my daughter says she is Black.
3: She is. she is. She is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, don't send home a note saying your daughter is telling lies. Like that's, that's the flip side of, you know. Has that happened? No, but I've oh. been, but I've done the preemptive strikes. Like I've sent right. in. And yeah. I, so that she's not dealing with it because that would, that, that like, you know. Yeah. I know.
5: No, oh, and I will say but that I, does happen. I,
3: it, it does yeah. happen it you you' it absolutely your preemptive strike with that is the smart thing to do because because yeah. especially I'm in, told in public I'm not school. black yeah. yeah yep yep I,
5: I, yep it happens every I swear every history teacher I ever had they just they refuse to believe that I'm black they refuse to yeah. I'll tell them all I'm, yeah. I'm, some of them
0: yep. have met me what do they
5: think yeah. I am remember remember Mr. Lubin? Yes. yes. Oh. he refused to
0: believe. He was like Berg? <laughs> oh, your last
5: name's Berg. What are you? You know. Yeah. You, yeah. What, what are you talking about? No, I remember. I remember
0: that teacher. He was the one that I, when he said, um, on one of your answers on the test, and I said, well, actually, technically, he is correct, and you are wrong. However, he didn't give the answer you no, wanted. That was and that, that was about
5: the African American definition. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs>
0: and here's here's another thing for parenting and i know this is something that i've dealt with and 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 then then i want to go on to another topic because i don't want us to like kill all the time here being a black mother of a biracial child and gina i don't know being the white mother of a biracial child if you ever get this feeling but there's a moment of panic i have Every single time, I have to meet people in my children's life that have never met me or know what I am, and it's that panic of, "Oh my God, are they all of a going to sudden see you as something less different because of me, of what I look like and that that's Imagine being a parent. I mean, it's one thing if my actions, you know, if I was a crackhead or something, you know, I could understand people thinking, "Oh, the mom's a crackhead." But no, but just because of the color of my skin, you know, the movie *Imitation of Life*.
5: I will say that, like,
0: uh, in in your in your
5: addiction, like, anytime I was with friends and I'd be on the phone with you. Right. Uh-huh. And then they would meet you in person or see like your contact photo. They, uh-huh. they didn't know you were black. They're like, oh, she sounds white or they'll do like, oh, she sounds like she's speaking white or whatever. And I'm like, it's like that stuff happens a lot. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, she's just, yeah. you know, speak. She's but it's, it's English. It's, it's not, you know what I mean? It's it's not a black or a white thing. Necessarily, yeah, you know? but it,
0: it's see it, it's see
4: here's the problem. If I if I may, I think. Yeah. You just touched on something that just like really hit me here because I'm realizing that subconsciously throughout my child's entire academic career, anytime I show up to meet the teachers, I make like an active effort. I show up with you know the pants suit or whatever it is i gotta have the purse i've gotta have the thing and i've got to uh you know do the the soft foam voice yes i need to speak to mr uh-huh. please and Problem i go switching. up to the to the teacher's office or the principal's office and i absolutely refuse to let the to let anybody up in there assume that my child is somehow deficient because okay. of me yeah. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it subconsciously until possibly it's just very now. true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it,
5: that's very so true. It's
4: it's scary. It is scary that I do, that I just realized that this is what I have been doing this entire time. And I'll probably keep doing it because well yeah, yeah it's the school and I want to make sure that it's a good impression and everything like because, that. But because I just absolutely refuse to let them think less of my child. Right. It's the because thing of me. I'm the, I'm the main caregiver. So I have to be, I respond. I yeah. represent the family. Yeah. When, it's, when I it's,
0: so, yeah. It's the going out beyond your bubble. And, you know, because yeah, maybe in your small community, it's one thing, but you know, he's going to be 21 off in the world on whatever meet my mom. And that look of, oh, you know, it's that same look again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and I remember, especially when they were small, especially with Logan, Logan had blue eyes when he was a baby. He looked like a hobbit. He really did. He was like, Frodo, seriously. I miss those cheeks. I do. And, you know, it was just that anytime he was away from me and then running up mommy and, you know, the, oh my God, that nanny has her, her chi- that child calling her mommy. And I'm like, no, honey, that, that's my DNA in him. And it's just, it's something that will stay with me forever. It's going to stay with me till yeah. I'm gone because I'm always going to be worried when my children go out into the world and you know, do whatever it is that they do that for some reason they're going to come across people that when they see me, they're going to think less of them. Stop. Oh boy! Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. No,
5: I yeah, it's okay. it's definitely something oh. we, uh, especially as <laughs> as, it's it's hard to put into words. But like the fact that like, cause I feel like especially because you would think right in this day and age, right, us Gen Z people would be very like you know accepting and 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 very like you know more aloof to to you know the injustices that have you know happened up until now right right but it's it's very it's very apparent to me at least in a month my group of friends and the people I hang out with and going to these protests and going and seeing like interacting with a lot of my generation that I still have to essentially present a case for myself anytime I talk to anyone about any situation I have to be like disclaimer I am this this and that blah 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 you know what I mean because like though they'll yeah. actively question me to to see where i'm coming from i guess you know what i mean
0: you
2: haven't been asked for photo proof hmm. <laughs> You're right
0: photo proof
2: Jeez, i, yeah. have, I'm, I, I ble- have
0: wait wait wait
4: i want to hear this i want to uh, hear this uh, yeah. you been Just asked for say, photo proof
2: or i need to meet your father or you need to show me a picture of your father i
5: don't oh oh yes yeah okay i find that for yeah. uh, for not for my mom but I've had that for, for my dad and I had that multiple times. Yeah. It, every single time. Cause it's like it's it, 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 it like at the at the in the moment it's very infuriating and stuff like that. But it's it's like it's just it's it's always annoying having to constantly struggle with with just telling people what you are, you know, and yeah. that how people have such not necessarily an issue, but it's such a hang up for people
6: you know? Yeah. 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 And sometimes the one photo, like, is it enough? You know, I'll tell people, be like, yeah, uh, I'm biracial, you know, I've got white skin, you know, my mother's black. And then I show them, like, I'll show them a picture of just my mother. And they're like, okay. And then they still don't believe it. And it's not until like, they see my father, like in person, like mother and father, like, oh, wow, it's real. I'm like, did I not show you already? Like, this is, this is reality. Like, I'm not lying to you. You know, this is what it is. The fact that some people truly have to like observe it in person to believe that this is true. Especially in twenty twenty, like this is supposed to be we're, like accepting everyone. We're supposed to be moving towards that. So the fact that sometimes a picture or a photo isn't good enough for you, like you know, we got a
7: birth be certificate. More was not good and, enough? And
6: also, these are the people who who
7: want
5: us who want to align with us and say that they understand our plight or something like that. But at the same time, if it's such an issue to you. That, like, you, because you're looking at me, you can't tell what I am, that it's, like, a red flag, or it's, like, you have to figure this out, you know what I mean, like, what's going on here? Like, that's, when I, when anyone says, what are you, I hear what's going on here. That's yeah. what I hear. I yeah. hear, so what's the situation? And they, and it's, it's funny, because anytime I, I tell them, if I introduce that my mom is black first, they'll assume that my dad left. Or that my dad isn't in this situation, which I've had multiple times. And I've had that with people I am good friends with till this day. You know, when they meet me, they're just very surprised that I had a dad, period. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, f- I feel like that shouldn't, you know, like, obviously that shouldn't be the case. But I'm like, I always try to figure out, like, why is that the case? You know, what what am I, like, I was like, what am I doing that that is making you think like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have a dad, or my mom's this, or you know, my dad's this because she's or like she has jungle fever or whatever, blah blah. Or my dad is jungle fever and on that word, on that,
0: that, on the jungle fever. I think my did did you say you had a story relating? Oh, in oh, in terms of just
3: well, I mean, I'm relating to all of this in in terms of as being someone who grew up being multiracial. Uh and having those experiences, but also someone who has dated white guys and black guys. And I am married to a Puerto Rican who's also multiracial. So I've had the dual experience in terms of the dating experience and people's expectations Mm. and assumptions that they make. Um, When I've, sometimes when I've dated black people, Um, I experienced the not black enough issue in the form of a almost a game show like quiz where I'm being challenged on my blackness. You know, once again, it's that mysterious list of what makes you a black person, right? And if there are certain, you know, cultural references I don't get, if there are certain musicians and artists I don't listen to, you know, if I'm not wearing, I literally have gotten quizzed, right? Now, the other side of this is when I've dated white people. I dated someone in college who on our way to rural Minnesota, I find out from him that his parents have no clue that I'm multiracial. And I'm going up to the boonies of rural Minnesota, which first of all makes me very afraid because as we discussed in the first panel, people of color count other people of color when they're in other areas to make sure that they feel safe enough, right? Yep. I'm in the car on the way to rural... Uh, Minnesota I find this out and he says well it'll be fine because it's not like they can really tell anyway needless to say that relationship did not last long but I was preparing myself for meeting all these people and being like hi I'm Maya I'm not all white hi I'm Maya I'm not all white hi I'm Maya I'm not all white right she so just we, we're, we're, we're at the little time that says yes, not all white yes, yes I like that's what I felt like and so I I go there to meet his family at a family reunion slash wedding. I'm meeting them all en masse. And there is this this arc that happens when I I meet people, right? There's this arc that happens of the, hmm, what, what is she? You know, lots of white people will assume that I'm Mediterranean, maybe Italian or something. And while I do have that in my ancestry, that's their comfort space. Because everything we're talking about, guys, is about people needing to feel comfortable- Comfy, yeah, with with you, with your existence. That is where all of this comes from, people needing to feel comfortable. So there's a little arc that happens when I I met most of his relatives, and this happens throughout my whole life. There's this, oh, she's, she's she's not white? Oh, so when they find out about the indigenous part of me, there's this weird fascination bordering on fetishism uh, because a certain type of white person fetishizes the noble savage. So they think it's cool, right? So they're like, oh, and then they're nervous and scared and their eyes sort of bug out of their heads when they find out about the black part of me. And then there's relief when they find out that there is white in me as well. It's this little arc that happened wow. every single time and that i spent an entire weekend both declaring myself mm-hmm. and being terrified the entire time because i also knew i was the only person of color
4: within a several mile radius mm. and, a uh, that, and that's actually a that's actually thing. worse that's actually worse than what than, than what i went through i i had um uh, the first time I met most of my then-boyfriend's extended family was his sister's wedding. And it's it's not somewhere out in the middle of the boonies or anything like that. It's, like, down in, like, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. But I have no family there and everything like that. And we went to, we went to this hotel. I don't know where the ceremony and the reception was and everything like that full of color in the room with the exception of like myself and one of one of his sister's friends i'm counting and i was like okay there are literally three other black people in this room and they're all carrying trays Ooh. Mm. I am freaking out. So this is what we're going to do. This is the day where we're representing the entire race for the family. Okay, cool. So now I know where I am and and what I have to do. Just, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Wow. And
3: and, and it is a safety thing, I think, because we're talking, so much of what we're experiencing is people trying to figure out who we are as biracial, multiracial people, who we are as people who are in a multiracial family, either mm-hmm. because of marriage or because of adoption. And it's all about people trying to find out how we can make them feel comfortable when we're the ones who feel unsafe. Yeah. Because if the wrong type of person decides they don't like the not white part of us or our not white partner, we could be in trouble. And we have to spend so much of our lives being the safe non-white person because yeah. we're mixed because of how we present it's,
5: it's the light skin thing
3: yes it's where yeah. they call
5: it it's the light skin and i the always that's yes. the biggest thing i get is where it's like oh you're acting light skin you know what i mean yes. where it's like it's a it's a teeter it's like you're 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 kind of like on the edge of, of blackness and or whiteness you know what yes. i mean and you're not you're not supposed to offend anybody mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. am i supposed to be walking on eggshells for everybody else yeah you know <laughs> And, or should I, am I allowed to just be myself? You know you what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It
2: comes to the thing, and I'll give you a transition of the getting constantly asked, what are you? Where are you yeah, from? Uh-huh. Where are you from? What are you? What are you? Yeah. Where are you from? Because it needs to be labeled. And I've, I've gone through that, it's constant of what are you or where are you from? And I play the game of, do I feel like just saying it? Or going, yeah. or if, if it's Kathy, yeah. I ask, what do you think I am? And let them guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can get an idea of what I could play. If it's other people, they ask, where where are you from? I just say, D.C. And then they ask the next question. No, where are your parents from? D.C. No, where are they from? Yes. Louisiana. What are you? Why won't
7: you tell me your ethnic makeup? Yeah, God damn it's it! Always Make me Make feel me better! Make me feel comfortable! Me Make me ethnic. feel comfortable! I need <laughs> to put a label on you. I've got my label maker right here. Let's do it.
2: I yeah. Like because sometimes I shut them down because they're like, "Oh no!" Oh, so the other. I'm like, "Because I am 13th generation Mayflower." Yes. What are you? American. <laughs> I'm here before all y'all. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. I use. I do that too. I'm like, um, I'm part First Nation, so. It's in the name, First Nation. Yeah. But like, it's, it's this, the, the what are you question. Now, there's a right way and a wrong way because sometimes people just like genealogy and they're just like- There are people this, who are curious, right? There are people who you are curious I mean? and not in a, not an aggressive way. The, 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 the question of your, your, your racial or ethnic background could come from a place of curiosity, but it all too often comes in the form of a challenge or in the form of trying to make a person comfortable and it's it's uh it's it's exhausting because depending on who you're asking then you have to wonder what your safety level is based on your response One thing to that, that make
1: you happy and this this is something that i've learned over many 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 years like 15 years this is Um, I'm nodding along because, you know, I know the people that are having this conversation, but I'm also nodding along because it took years of me Mm -hmm. listening. And I still don't know everything and I'm still here as somebody who wants to keep learning. Right. Um, But it took me until um, fairly recently when Dave had me watch some videos about the fact it is not my job as a white person to label somebody as biracial or multiracial. Sometimes I get overexcited because then I'm like, oh, it's like my husband. And then I'm just happy that there's this camaraderie. But then it's not my job to do that. It's my job to say, how would you like to? Right. It's not my job. Mm -hmm. You identify yourself. Mm -hmm yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, yeah.
6: yeah so, I like to get uh creative with it when people ask you know like oh what are you you know I change it up every now and then I'm like I'm the best you know <laughs> that's, that's what I am what are you I'm amazing you know just try to I just don't want to deal with that whole type of conversation you know it doesn't matter you know I've had people tell me you know like Oh, you like rap, right? You're half black. You listen to rap. Oh, but you know, yeah. you're only half. You like Macklemore, you know. <laughs> you like uh, Macklemore. Me, you're like- always, they they listen like white rappers. And I'm yeah. like, oh.
5: like logic, right? Because you're biracial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
6: you know, to be, uh, so like, you know, it, it feels insane to be on this, to, you know, especially, I. you know, I'm only 17, so I haven't, you know, walked all the walks of life and things like that. But in high school, there's always the clicks, you know, this, that, all the trends, all the stuff. And it's insane to, like, always walk on this, like, tipping scale that you don't want to fall to, like, you know, you don't want to fall off. You want to make sure that everyone else around you is comfortable. But, you know, I at this point, I've pretty much, like, I'm just, like, I just want to be comfortable. You know, I changed up my hair. My You know, I got red hair. They're, like, oh, is it the kid with the red hair. And I'm, like, I'm fine with that. You know, but at the end of the day, I chose to have red hair, you mm-hmm. know your your race what you are you don't choose that you know I chose to have red hair so I'm like yeah i you know I decided to make the red hair but like when it's something like your race you know when so, like for someone to go up to you and say what are you what do you like what are you looking for in other people what kind of qualities do you need for from like another person you know for me it's like personality how they act you know you know it's not it has nothing to do with race you know for for me when i meet a person i it never it never occurred to me once despite all the times that people ask me what are you it never occurred to me once to like ever ask someone you know oh what are you where are you from are you mixed of this are you mixed of that like i like i just never occurred to me to ask if it has occurred to other people that's okay if you're curious but for me it just never happened and i just think you know it's just it's just not good to be like on this you know balancing scale you know to have to like uh try to like do other things to take, you know, take away from who you actually yeah. are to it's, feel yeah. safer and to make other people feel safer.
5: Especially when it bleeds into every conversation you have. Any, if, any, if I talk about video games, the character I make, if I'm with my friends, right? They'll ask me if we're playing like a shooter or a game or an MMO or something like that where you create a character or whatever. What's your character going to look like? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, are you going to make him black or are you going to make him white? I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to ha- if it had, like, the slider, the gradient, you know, that had everything. But it's, like, it's it's always, like, it always comes down to that, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, you know, they'll ask me what my favorite artists are, you know what I mean? And they'll ask me if I like cer- this certain person because of, oh. That's like, when
0: you bust out with, you know, well, you know, I like the classics. Mozart. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you
5: <laughs> but it's it's just it's very it's very frustrating, especially for people who, because I, I don't know if this is something other people have experienced, but people who try to kind of like virtue signal for your like for you, you know what I mean? Who they very like it's a very like half-hearted attempt at trying to empathize or trying to you know see where you're coming from, but it's done in a very ignorant way, or it's like, hey, don't worry about being black. Or, hey, don't worry about being, you know, you know, half black and half white. Just do what you want. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, but I, I feel in tune with both those those cultures. So why am I not allowed to just indulge in them? Because that's who I am. And they're yeah. like, oh, it's fine. Like, you don't have to act black. You don't have to act white. Like, especially with how I talk, you know, and, and, and the difference with, with me, you know, talking to like a teacher per se, or like a friend, you know what I mean? You know, like, yeah, there is a lot of, you know, you know, vernacular that comes out that is very urban, you know what I mean? And it's like, if I talk to a teacher, uh, they'll be surprised in, in, in how I'm speaking, depending on like, like, for example, I'll never forget, like, when I came in with uh, a haircut at the beginning of the school year in junior year, right? I had, um, you, you've met my U.S. history teacher, right? Mr. O'Brien, he was a cool guy. Yeah. He did, yeah. Uh, he has a TA in there, a uh, blonde girl. And, uh, what do you call it? I forgot her name. I'm sorry. But, uh, um, she, uh, she like didn't know me or anything. She was coming in like, you know, that junior years, you know, and like I had like big hair. I I had an afro, you know, and stuff like that, you know, previous years and stuff like that before. So I came in and I had like a similar like shape up fade, you know, very, Mm -hmm. you know, angled and stuff like that. And she did the thing where she tried to like talk to me in Spanish and Yeah, like she was trying to, she, she was such, I forgot exactly what she said in Spanish because I'm not someone who's in Spanish, but she was trying to speak to me in Spanish to try to make me feel good. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I've been going here for, for, for a while. I'm fine. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you, but uh, I just, I wanted to know like what you are. So I don't, you know, this doesn't happen again. And I'm like, that question, like that to me is already like another. You should
3: have been like.
0: I'm you justice. Know, yeah. It no, yeah. that's actually my name. Yeah, <laughs> my mother you know? did it to me. <laughs>
3: <But> <laughs> the like, answer to that yeah. question is I am a person. Yeah, I am like, a human it, being. It,
5: it makes me angrier sometimes when people like essentially like will try to have, you know, excuse my language, like a half-assed attempt, you know, at, at essentially empathizing. You know what I mean? Or like mm-hmm. listening. And, I, and and, that's that's the biggest thing is like, you're not listening if you're just trying to act on what you think is right. You know what I mean? Or like, Hey, like, don't worry. You know what I mean? You don't have to act like you don't have to act why you don't have to do this. Just be your own guy. But it's like, if you're going to say that, you know what I mean?
4: It means least, that they're asking that it means that they're trying to give you permission. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, letting you be letting me be
5: exactly yeah
4: yeah Yeah. i actually i do kind of want to wanted to kind of ask you how you are handling that because i know at some point it's going to be happening for my son it's coming yeah if he hasn't already if he hasn't already experienced
5: i'd say like it's it's definitely something you like He, I'd say, for a lot of, like, biracial kids, they're gonna, they've already probably experienced very many things in conversation with their friends, with the teachers, and who they're interacting with that, you know, you guys haven't seen yet, because you can't, you can't, you know, watch your kids, you know, 24-7, but, like, it's gonna, like, I think eventually, with time and experience, they'll realize that these interactions they're having as kids kind of, like, shape up how people perceive, you know, mixed people. You know what I mean? It's like, because I, I can go back and like in pre I've I, like the biggest thing was always you're adopted or, you know, you, you don't look like your mom and your dad. And that was like the big thing. You know what I mean? That was the big thing, unfortunately. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it, especially going, because like in, in Astoria, New York, honestly, for a good while, not until really like we were in middle school, I feel like, like even if someone who's like, I'm not very dark. But to feel that I was the darkest one there in, the, in a sea of like mostly just Greek. Right. And, and very, you have to realize
0: you know, when we, when I moved out yeah. here, I moved out in Astoria in, uh, 90, mm-hmm. um, had justice in 2000. Here's the funny story. And then I'm just going to switch topics after this. Here's a funny story. Interracial couple moves into the block. That's me and little baby Justice. And then comes along again. Another interracial couple moves in the block. They happen to be friends of mine. And I'm like, just so y'all know, we don't really all know each other. <laughs> but wait, no. And then another interracial couple moves in the block. No. Yeah, I know they're my friends too, but I promise you, we don't all know each other. You're you're we not know. helping your case there, Candace. You're not helping yeah.
7: at all.
0: It was, it was like for a little bit. I'm like, damn, they're really gonna think we all know each other. We <laughs> we have a group. We we have a group. We 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 have you know we have like signals and everything. We walk down the street. We're all like, oh yeah, here we go, right? And well, it's
1: we but, did we did the yeah. yeah. You do the nod. Of course we do. We do the ad.
2: Well, but hey. the funny thing on that is it is the other interracial people or biracial and multiracial kids who will look uh-huh. at you you know <laughs>
7: yeah
4: yes yeah. Yeah. always we have always. a homing you Always.
2: Weekend. Yeah. what, what yeah. you are whatever that, it's I'm true. Like, you literally look at person yes. to be like you yeah.
4: it's yes. true we're we're the first ones to notice when another couple shows up
2: when well, an interracial like couple shows up
4: and we just and we like. walk past them we don't have to say anything we don't even have to really look that? at them we just get that little smile
0: that just you like, get that yeah. you get that look we're like you know, we got
6: you <laughs> uh, in did high I school, good? my, uh, my friend group that I like, you know, I hang out with a lot, you know, they're good yeah. friends of mine. We all happen to be biracial, you know, it's not like, you know, we did it on purpose, like, oh, uh, you know, but, uh, my friend I hang out with all the time, he's Chinese and German. So he's, you know, that biracial. My other friend is like, you know, his father's black, his mother's white. So we all, and we all happened to have at one point big curly hair. So people thought the three of us were related. They thought we were triplets. Now, <laughs> mind you. That, I mean, I could see with maybe one of my friends, but the other one, he, he clearly did show ch- like Chinese, like Asian descent. And I was like, the, like, just on the hair alone, the big curly hair, they thought all three of us were related. They're like, oh, you guys like triplets or something like that. So much so to the point that my friend, the three of us, one of them grew up big giant he's got serious bleached it it so that it would be like blonde I got red hair and then the other one straightened his hair so we're like okay no one can say that we're all like like look alike anymore like we are now completely different
7: I I will admit
0: though I will admit though when I met his friend Izzy and he was standing next to him I was like Oh, everybody thinks y'all are brothers, don't they? Uh, because it
5: happens with a lot of bi- same, like multiracial kids, it's like they not just assume. So same
0: Same hair, same color eyes, but she if you looked us. at their faces, they didn't look anything like each other. They looked nothing like each other. But for a quick moment, I'm like. Oh, wow. You guys must be having fun with this. And because we're running out of time, we're running out of time, oh, I yes, did yes, want yes, to yes. touch- One I, quick thing of how Maya yes, and I yes.
2: Maya and I were cast as husband and wife in the New York Renaissance Festival and everybody thought we were brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Beautiful Jesus. that you bring that up because my next topic that I, I want to go to um, is for those of us that are performers, yeah. The inability, and this is for Amaya and David, <clears throat> to be cast as what you are.
2: I, there was, yeah, they did a play cool. in college that basically the main lead was half black, half white, um, Rita Dove, uh, in, based in slave time, and he was an interracial cat. And the director went, I would love to cast you, but no one would believe it. Mm.
0: Yeah. And let me guess, for a casting, when they look at your picture, they're like, oh, he could play the Spanish guy.
2: Yep. I walked (laughs) into another audition for a commercial. They were Mm -hmm. looking for a Williamsburg type person. My hair was down to here. I was an artsy kind of person. They walk in going, but no, we can't use you. But we have this Hispanic character here. You want to do that?
3: Yeah. 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 It's the what are you factor. Again, the You're what right. are you factor.
0: Yeah. Even and in the professional world. Yeah,
3: yeah. But what are you
2: factor in not knowing. Again, next one. I walk in, I get sent to a thing, I'm reading the sides, and it's for Indian from India. I walk into the room, everyone looks at me, and I'm like, I just was told to come in. <laughs>
7: mm.
3: Well, all of this oh, is about that's trying painful. to define people, right? Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. we're talking about is the fact that we live in a world where everyone needs to be put into a box. And we live in a country where race and the idea of who you are racially is toxic. And one of the reasons that we have these experiences as biracial and multiracial people, one of the reasons why people in adopted families have these experiences of you know what box do we put you in is all because of the toxic sickness that is racism in this country all of these anecdotes all of these sometimes funny sometimes not funny but we can laugh at it in retrospect stories that we're telling I'll get back to this core issue of racism is a problem and people don't know what to do with those of us who are mixed we make everyone uncomfortable. It's it's yeah.
5: it's not simple enough. We're literally gray. We're not, you know what I mean? It's literally yes. it's literally shades. It's a gradient. I it's I not simple you know I mean? enough. Yes. That's, yeah. that's,
4: that's 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 that that is it right there. Yeah. the fact that you just said it's not simple enough for people. Yeah. That's all yeah. that it is. They have
2: the label and if it as again I got like ambiguously ethnic as the label for half the things I went through and that's yeah. why half of my career is Shakespearean because yep. Non-traditional casting.
3: Exactly. Because you exactly. cannot go out for a black
2: part, cannot go out just for a white part, cannot go out for anything. And it would be nice, and it's starting to, a little bit, because I was even told by a casting director, can you learn a Farsi accent? Can you learn an Arabic accent? You'll get yeah. cast for."
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Rather than, mm. can I just be me and have a character not be determined by race? Yeah. Because there are plenty of us out there. Yes. And even when you are looking for a multiracial ch- child, somebody who is half black, half white, to go, nope, you have to fit this image of that, or no one. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. If you look around, we are all different. If you go through
5: yeah. all the people who are also, it is a huge spectrum. It's a gradient. I that's yeah. I always try yeah. to say it. it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. You know, compartmentalized into just two. Like it's not. You look at me and you know who I am and it's easier for you to associate this with that and you go on your merry way. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: Yeah. Mm. it's belonging nowhere and belonging everywhere everywhere at the same time. And it's us just wanting to be ourselves. And that's what everyone wants to be, whether you're biracial and multiracial, whether you're black or white, everyone wants to be themselves. But this is a privilege issue, right? If you are a 100% white person, you wake up every day, you don't spend your day being like, my actions have to not only define my race, but my entire race's history. My actions, everything that I do needs to not only define my race, but I also have to navigate the world to make sure that I am safe in every space. I need to make these people comfortable. I need to be safe in here. I need to be safe there. We have to navigate the world differently when when all we want in the world is to just be able to be be ourselves. It is a privilege to to wake up every morning and just be able to be yourself. And people of color don't have that privilege of being able to wake up every morning and just be themselves. Now, some of us are carving that space out. Like I said earlier, my, my my culture has become lightsabers and Vulcan ears and magic wands and fairy wings. And, you know, I think we are starting to know and feel comfortable in our own skin. And that is a powerful thing. That is something that we have had to grow into by talking to each other by, by engaging with other people and being able to feel comfortable in our own skin. Multiracial and biracial people are the highest growing percentage as far as racial demographic is in this country. And yeah. that is a wonderful and awesome thing. And it gives us breathing space. You know, we've got a big crisis going on in this country right now, as far as race is concerned but we we have made some improvements and those improvements mean that more and more people of color no matter where on the spectrum we are can feel more comfortable just being ourselves and that's all we want we want Mm -hmm. the humanity Mm -hmm. and we want the privilege of being able to just be ourselves
5: it it sucks Mm -hmm. having that conscious thought of like am i doing this right you know what i mean like, if am I am I, you know, if am I appeasing to this crowd enough? Am I appeasing to these people enough? Do are they comfortable with me? You know, are they are they comfortable with me? You know, in in you know with, with who I am and what I'm doing? You know what I mean? And it's, I feel like it, it the fact that we have to think about that is is a problem within itself. You know, and that the fact that we have to find and carve these spaces for our own, we have to go out of our way in order to just kind of feel like how, you know, this dude feels on the date, you know what I mean? Like it's, it shouldn't, we shouldn't be trying to play catch up, you know what I mean? That, we, it's, that shouldn't be the case here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I just want to uh, add on. Yes,
5: uh, really quickly uh, Logan, because we,
0: we have to wrap up.
6: Yeah, very quick. So like, I don't, me and my brother, you know, we're on the younger side, you know, I'm 17, teenager, he's 20, about to become true adult out in the world. That so, like, when you're growing up, biracial I know a lot of people you know have a biracial kid and you know with them being biracial you know you don't know how like the situation is going to be what's going to happen later all I'm going to say is that like for me my mother you know my father they have been amazing anything anytime I do anything you know if I eat and I like dribble food on myself or something like that something goofy happens they're like that's such a Logan thing to do or like I do good I do good on a test they're like oh that's Logan that's good they've they've enforced this that like it's me, Logan, that's like, you know, doing all this stuff. Everything about me is Logan, you know, my identity is Logan. And they enforce that so much that when I, people ask those questions, what are you? In my head, I think what they said to me, which is I'm I'm Logan, you know? So, you know, of course things, negative things may happen. Someone may be like, you know, what are you? Or, you know, you're not enough this, you're not enough that. At the end of the day, because of my, you know, my mother, my father, the way they told me I'm just Logan, I just see that as nonsense. Like, that doesn't matter because I'm Logan, you know? So I think the best thing you could do for if you have a biracial kid is just enforce that, oh, you're you're you, you know? You know, I'm Logan, my brother, he's justice. And that's all they've ever told me, you know, pretty much. You know, they're like, oh, that's who you are. And that's, you know, that's for me, it makes it a lot easier to deal with, you know, the what are you, you know, you're not black enough, you're not white enough. In a day through my 17 years of life, I know I'm Logan, and that's you know, that's you know, good enough for me.
0: And on that note, um, we are at an hour and a oh. half. I am trying to contain my emotions because my kids, man, they're kind of cool. <laughs> so, on that note, um, thank you for listening to our experiences. Um, Listen to the experiences of those around you. What is happening out there in the world now is a result of people not listening, people assuming, you know, there's, there's just too much garbage going on. And just not only that, man, just eat some Cheerios and be happy and i hope some of you understand the cheerios reference
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so just eat cheerios and be happy thank you thank you thank you so much for listening These again just like last time this is the tip of the iceberg of various stories there's some stories that i'm sure are even whew, that are just like whoa so yeah, I, I missed a couple, I missed a couple of minutes.
4: So I can't imagine <laughs> what,
0: what was, Oh, what was technology. was gone. But oh, um, again, thank you all for listening. Um, thank you all for caring to tune in. Um, and we usually, we've ended this with saying, how do we move forward? So you've heard from adults, biracial and multiracial adults, You've heard from parents of biracial children. You've heard from the mouths of babes. So take that with you. Continue the conversation. This isn't the end. It's the beginning. And it doesn't mean that you have to go and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. if I." No, man, just take it in stride and just maybe think. Think the next time you're like, ooh, the hair. Don't touch the hair.
5: Never. that's a whole nother Never. treat people with compassion and consideration right. you know what I mean it should be that simple
0: right and just take let's take each other at our merits yes. for who we are we are our because, right because who we are we're Logan yes if anybody wants to stick around I could stick around for about a half hour to answer some questions I don't know Justice and Logan y'all have been kind enough to just hang out for this do you want to stick around and take questions
6: well we I, are
5: under quarantine so yeah, i I, <laughs> I have probably like a couple like 10 minutes for questions and stuff like okay, that okay if yeah. people
0: want to ask you questions okay. uh, let, me,
5: let me go ahead and put this
8: out
7: so Gina if you're watching David, on facebook let me uh, put this I, out because here because
0: i know you have to He's gonna go thank it. you thank you thank you so much for being a part of this thank you thank you thank you for your insight and your energy and I don't know, maybe I'll do another one of these things. We'll see.
8: We've had a lot of questions yeah. and all that come through um, as a whole conversation is going. I know another panelist really got a chance to listen to. The overwhelmingly big question that kind of came out was um, Logan uh, and Justice did a great job representing themselves. Everybody was impressed. I don't know if these are direct friends of Logan and Justice, but you guys uh, won the day. So Justice, I guess the best you could be is be Logan, because he said, he is Logan, and I guess that's the hashtag out of this.
4: <laughs> B Logan.
8: <laughs> hashtag B Logan. So that's. I,
4: it. I like it. I like it.
8: Awesome. Yeah, I but there's you. no justice, no peace in that house. I guess. Wow. Absolutely.
4: <laughs>
8: <laughs> Worst joke
2: so. Of so, so I yes, just wanted terrible. to jump in and say, y'all, I am so impressed. Despite knowing the majority of y'all for at least ten years some of y'all
5: your entire lives. Oh God.
2: <laughs> uh, I haven't heard these stories. Um, and so thank y'all for sharing and justice on the real. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, he's muted.
2: No, I tried oh. to un- I tried to get
8: him to unmute. I tried to videotape oh, him uh, or have him to start his video. So
0: Wait,
8: he unmuted himself and ah. should not have been able to. Do that.
0: I don't know. He knows how to do fancy things on this thing. He said, like, the push to talk thing.
2: (laughs) I was unmuted, and then you muted me. So what I was saying was, uh, thank y'all very much for all of this. Uh, A lot of these stories, since I've known y'all for years, even I haven't heard them. And I was also telling Justice what I texted to him is uh, real talk.
0: And that's all
8: he'll say. <laughs> and that's all he'll
0: say. Okay. So, um, Oh, can I just share just one last thing? Why he's named justice. I was pregnant. Didn't know I was having a boy. And, uh, I was reading some crappy story that happened to somebody in the news. And I was just so upset. And I was like all emotional and preggers and everything. And I was like, there's just no justice in the world. <laughs> i'm in justice into the world and i did
4: you literally a... see the light bulb over her head as she's doing it
1: as she's so, thinking
0: it that is why so. he's named justice if we had a girl we were thinking about naming her liberty because <laughs> well, we're stupid go. hey anna hey anna
8: Um, We have Anna Davis who just popped in. So um, if you want to go ahead uh, and release yourself, if you have a question for the panel, please go ahead now.
4: Yeah, I just remembered uh, one one point where you said about sounding white. Yes. And and that resonated with me because uh, for the longest, my name was Anna Fernandez. And any time that I would apply, people would talk slow, so I'd understand them. But oh, English is your second language. So I'm gonna talk real slow. And I'd be like, I am well educated. You really don't have to go there.
0: Yeah. So that's I was just wondering crazy. like
4: is there a certain effect or something that, that you feel you have to put on in uh, when you go places or like you, you can't use contractions or
7: Growing up
2: as biracial with my Black father, I remember very clearly that I had to speak proper and well-educated because I did not want us to come across as uneducated or too Black or too anything just because of how society could see us and the fact of (laughs) we were a little bit just different than others. So yes, we were not allowed to use colloquial. We were not allowed to have any other words that would be seen as non-educated. And it's just something that I just went, "Mm, okay.
0: And Yeah, having a British Guyanese mother, if I use the term ain't, mm -hmm. I had to duck.
4: Yeah, um, I actually, Strangely enough, I had to go through the same thing, too. Uh, once, I think, yeah, during my days when I was, you know, after school and everything like that in my, in my grammar school days, um, I was trying to talk like the, kid, the other kids in my, in my neighborhood. So I went home, and my dad asked me a question, and I actually used the phrase, I don't know, rather than I don't know. Oh. I did that once. I did that once. Once. Mm-hmm. He let me know very quickly that that is not oh. to happen again.
0: Can't they see you? They can't it. really see you. Well, yeah, he's
4: kind of, he's kind of like blending yeah. into the back. Yeah, no, he
0: he had to go because it's his friend's birthday. So mm-hmm. he was kind enough to hang out and do this. So now he's, you know, because he's, he's, he's on his way out. Older. And if
8: you'd like to hear more he's on he that forced. question, you can go back to the first Chips in the Cookie because we we talked about that, some of that whole speaking Yes. and all that and uh, being articu- quote unquote articulate and right. what was the, other, uh, the other- Oh, you
4: speak so about. well. Oh, you, you don't sound so that well. urban, you
8: speak so well. And all oh. And all that. Urban speak was not allowed. <laughs> well, I mean, some of the, and I, I don't know, I might just, in on that realm, I've kind of evolved a lot because I'm not from New York, but I've lived there for, that's how I know the people here. Um, I mean, I lived there for what, 12 years, but I've lived abroad as well and I've learned how to ask different questions and like okay people have a lot of different there's a zillion different accents and a lot of different languages and you know my mom's an elementary school teacher And the way that you talked especially during a certain era it meant one thing but I think for me it has changed and I never liked the kind of snotty sort of feel that it that that came with it. it's like oh well you just sound better or but when you would get from black people who would say oh well well you, you're trying to sound white you you're get trying to sound white mixed. yep And, um, that's a, that's an odd thing that I kind of try to not even really deal with anymore. And I lived in Astoria for the whole time I lived in New York and it was weird, especially for me. I had to check myself a lot because I lived in Tokyo before that. And I was an English teacher and I was used to seeing a lot of people who were Asian who clearly didn't speak English as a native language because I was in a whole other country. And I came, came to New York and I have to check myself. I saw somebody who was Japanese and I could tell like most of the time if, depending on what you're wearing you look like you might be Japanese and I might automatically start speaking slowly because for a whole year I had to because I was talking to my students I was like oh my god you're from here and I'm a, I'm a complete jackass for, for doing and saying what I did um, but then I did the whole New York thing that you guys were talking about during the conversation too where I never would have asked it before but I would ask people oh where are you from I'm in Astoria at one point which is literally the most ethnically diverse place on the planet I think national geographic came through did a whole study on the whole area they're like there are literally people from everywhere so for me it became kind of a, it was just a question it was really like hello i'm not trying to put you in a box i was like oh you're from ecuador you're from you're from uh montenegro you're from wherever you are okay that's interesting we can talk about that and especially on the latin end, people would tell me it's like oh no i'm ecuadorian i'm half dominican half peruvian i'm all the rest of that stuff it was fine and i forgot know trying to foreignize people in new york it seemed acceptable i moved back here to st louis where i am right now like just a couple of minutes away from the couple with the guns and all the rest of you know out in their front yard they're right down there i used to live in that neighborhood and um i would if somebody was latin and i speak i'm fluent in spanish i would say oh where are you from and i forgot that that is weaponized in many of the rest of the places in the country because I'm trying to ask their immigration status. I'm like, I didn't care what your immigration status was. I was just saying, oh, are you from Mexico? Are you from all these other places? So a lot of it's situational. It's really different. And you can come off wrong really when you really mean nothing more than just trying to say hello. And I think everybody's got to check everybody. You have to check yourself, too, with stuff that you're asking and even some of the stuff that you're reacting against, which really might not be a problem. But anyway, we've lost our host. Uh, She's gone.
4: Which she, oh, she's, I think she's talking. We're looking at talking. her
8: body parts, right? No, we can't see that. So anyway. The, um, <laughs> no, it's,
4: uh, it's a part of her, her protest art. Yes. yes. She's, uh, yeah, she's mentioned this before. But yeah. Um,
8: um, there were other questions um, that kind of came up. Does somebody want to address, and we just kind of got to that. Does anybody want to address code switching directly? Um, because that was brought up a couple of times uh, during this whole this whole thing, and I think yeah. maybe for our multiracial people, I think this was more directed to you guys than to the us, like the black people who talked about it last time. So um, for I the multiracial
2: code switching, we have to do it both ways. Yep,
3: yeah. mm-hmm. you have to. You have to speak two languages.
2: My mother, grandmother, African American grandmother in Southeast DC, running around the streets. I had to code switch to be able to fit in and not get my ass kicked. Yeah. Living up in D.C. Northwest, I had to code switch, to not get my ass kicked there. Going back and forth and being slightly, again, as I was saying, wasn't allowed to talk down, but when I was around other people who were, you have to fit in. I had to throw in curse words. I had to throw in a little slang to basically fit in to versus the other of getting it and being a little more educated.
6: Yeah. See, uh, I have, I kind of did it differently with me and my friends, you know, it was like, when I hang out with because like, a lot of kids in high school say curse words, you know, this, that. I was always, in my head, was like, I don't want to be perceived. You know, a lot of people say, oh, that's ghetto. Or, you know, oh, that's ratchet, this and that. I don't curse. I don't swear, like, at all. You know, I don't know. People are like, I don't believe it. You know, I curse right now. I do not swear because I just don't, like, for me personally, like, if someone else swears, I'm like, that's fine. You could you know, you say whatever you want. I don't swear because I feel like for me, that's just too much of a negative connotation that comes with just hearing these types of words. So like all my friends, I'll curse this, that. And then like a lot of people know me as like, you know, I'll never curse. I'll say silly words, you know, I'll be like, are you silly goose? You know, I'll say something like that. And they're like, well, that's weird. And I was like, it is weird. I am weird. Correct. Like, you know, I just, just, you know, I never took to swearing. I didn't, I didn't want to be, you know, just because everyone else did it. Everyone's like, oh, wait till middle school. Oh, wait till high school. And now they're saying, oh, wait till college when you're like drinking, adult. You'll, you'll slip up, you'll curse. And I'm like, it's yet to happen. You know, I stay weird. You know, I'm not gonna do it. You know, I just be who I am.
8: I had a thing and I wanted, I wanted to bring it up. And I think it was more to a point that, that Maya had uh, and I can't exactly remember it. So I'm look, I'm looking at the group and the whole group that was here. My family, I have everybody that looks... is from my complexion to like everything that's here plus i have i have cousins who are asian and black and all the rest of this stuff for me it's just i don't care (laughs) You're, you're my family and especially with a lot of black people you in a lot of black families it's it's a spectrum it doesn't even have to be oh my mom is white my mom or my father is black like as traditionally defined there's just this blend and it's accepting in that way i also know that you also get there can be a lot of non acceptance, non acceptance by some black families as well. It's like, oh, you're all this and that, and it's interesting the the slightly different arguments and the slightly different views that you had from people who totally identify as being black, black and American, but they're like the whole light skin, dark skin sort of thing because I think it's hitting you a little bit differently because this lighter skinned black person might not identify at all with being white, but there's certain both plus positives and negatives that come with that um, from being whatever this black experience is in the United States. Um, Do you see that difference? Do you recognize that there is that difference? Um, And it's also a time factor too, because this is 2020, where identifying what you are by that one drop, because I know a lot of people, not our generation, but my parents' generation, being black was this is a matter it's literally a matter of life and death it's not like oh I just want to choose and I want to be who I am it's like if you're black this is where you're really put but it can be a matter of life or death if you try to misidentify and do all the rest of that stuff it's more complicated I think than uh, than it, it's a very co- it's a very complicated issue and I'm wondering but if you I see that say... and and wraith we will get to you before you go so I see your hand so thank you very much
2: I would say yes, going to the African American barbecue cookouts growing up and that, and you will see the full spectrum of everything. It's where, yes, you don't get asked that question so much of what are you? You don't get that judgment of that because everyone would be like, yeah, I have a cousin who looks like you. I have a nephew who looks like you. I have a, everyone would be like, okay, good enough, and move on. Flip side, it's a little bit different when you go to the all white and you have the black father or the other cousins who are a little bit darker and they go, wait, you guys are related?
3: It's different for women. Uh, 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 Often uh, women who are multiracial and biracial who present like I do will get the same challenge of what you are from black people as we do from white people. And I is mean, it black, we don't have time women? to talk. Is it uh, black
8: women or black men, or is it
3: both? Or do you It's do both it? and for very different reasons. Okay. Right? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, oh. that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it's that is a, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, it's that being yourself and how you uh, feel free to self-identify. Um, because half of my family is Canadian. Um, being able to self-identify as more than one thing, I've been in more of a comfortable space to do that. I've been in more of a comfortable space to say, I am Black, I am White, and I am Indigenous. And I am all of those things at at once. And I've sort of, I've always declared that. Um, but I know that, um, more and more people feel more free to acknowledge all of, their parts, right? Um, And there used to be pressure to not acknowledge all of our parts. And some people struggle also with acknowledging their parts because I know that consensual mixing happened in my family and that is why I am multiracial. But when you go back many generations, Mm -hmm. another aspect of my ancestry and another aspect of a lot of ancestry of people who present lighter skinned who don't identify as biracial or multiracial because they can't point to the relatives in their recent past who are one race or another, they look a certain way because of rape, because of a history of violence and rape in this country. And so I think it's a very complicated thing for people to self-identify in in different ways. I have the privilege of being able to self-identify in some ways because I know some of my family history, but I also have to compartmentalize the white parts of my family that are there because of consensual unions with indigenous and black people and then the other white parts of my ancestry that are there because of rape and slavery.
8: All right, and uh, since we're winding down Wraith, I said we would get to you before you go, you can unmute. And if you wanna go and ask your question quickly, go ahead.
0: Oh, he's still unmute it.
8: yourself, Wraith. You should be able. You should have been able to try it again.
9: Yeah, I yep. did it, and then Here it bounced go. back. Yeah, I, I run Zoom myself twice a week, so it was just weird for me. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey. Hi. I know a lot of you, and I'm so grateful. First off, to say thank you, I'm grateful for all of this. It's been eye-opening as a white, white, white privileged my whole life, not paying attention to a person listening to this. I have learned a lifetime's worth of things and the stories in two, in two of these. And I'm so grateful for that. And I, you you guys know me, some of you know me and I hope I have never put my privilege in, in the way saying that just to say that now here's my question for you guys. You were discussing earlier and uh, Maya was going over it and last week you're going over it. It's the face. When someone realizes that you're biracial and you realize that they have realized now from my perspective, I don't give a shit. I don't care you are a human to me you're a person you're my friend you might not be my friend you could be a future friend what i want to know from anyone that um, has experienced this what is your first reaction when you get a person that doesn't care and treats you like a human and a person and who you are or as as your son said treats you like I'm Logan bitch end of story you know what I'm saying like I'm this what do you what is your first reaction do you go wait a minute I don't trust this or this isn't normal I mean what is the reaction when it's above board and cool relief (laughs) yeah I kind of figured that I did (laughs) but yeah I was really curious about that because I don't I don't it sounds like you don't you don't get a lot of (laughs) and
2: it's it is, it is more rare than you think yeah
3: Yeah, and it depends on what circles we're running in, right? Like, like the boys and I were talking about earlier in terms of how we've found so much of our culture in nerd culture. Um, And so once again, if you're, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you are operating in circles where people are, where someone's favorite character is, you know gina torres in firefly you know when it, like because of the legacy of things like star trek and other things in nerd culture sometimes we haven't had that awkward experience and we've had the oh you're just you experience and we've had it in nerd culture, we've had it in theater culture, we've had it in the creative arts. Once again, none of those spaces are perfect and there's a lot of growth that needs to happen in them, but it's often a little bit better. And so um, I think that's one of the, like I said earlier, I think it's one of the reasons why so many of us do gravitate towards different aspects of nerd culture and the creative arts because we have been able to navigate those spaces a little more comfortably as our authentic selves which is
0: great i i as you were saying this i was thinking and um robbie said it in the chat too Yeah, i
9: was just thinking the same thing i met all of you guys at the fair
0: right it's like coming to the fair because i remember
2: for those who don't know that's new york renaissance festival where yes uh, yes where um, a lot of 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 us 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 know each other
0: (laughs) um but i remember like i said my big story is one of the reasons i wanted to work there is when as a patron Maid marion was played by a black actress and i was like they will hire me yay yeah so then when i get there i finally get there and i'm just like just concentrate on doing the work concentrate on doing the work they gave you they gave you weapons concentrate on doing the work and one of the beautiful thing one of the reasons why i kept coming back you know, time after time, and why I feel there's a home there is because, and I do know that it is not everyone there, and I do know that over the years, it has changed quite a lot, but the people that I met, I would say in my first three years there, are very much people who, some people are more in my life now, even though I'm not a part of it anymore, and then there's some people who, yeah, I may see them just once a year and I'm glad to see them and they're glad to see me. And it's because they accepted me as, that's Candace, that's CK, that's Morgan Kilmore. And that's all they cared about. Mm-hmm. Nothing else mattered. And that that's that's a bit addictive. And I think, I know for me, it that's why it became home because... I didn't have to be anything else. I could just be who I was, do what I love, and nobody gave a rat's ass about it. And now and you're we-
8: my mistress at arms on my ship.
0: Yes, I am. Yes, I am.
8: <laughs> so so, I would so mine, from not from the biracial thing, I will say it has being able to find that with people and work and job, not so much with jobs, because you have to take a job wherever you can get the gig. Um, But with friends and friend friend groups that I actually have, it limits greatly who I interact with. And I I say that also not multiracial at all, but black, white, Latin, Asian, what have you. For me, that's a gateway. And if you can't, if I'm hearing stuff and you're talking against other people, I think I give off the vibe that, like, if you're not cool with me being down with, with people from all different kinds of backgrounds and you can't get along, those people fall away and they just aren't attractive. I give off the vibe and I'm glad I do, but it waters out, it waters down a lot of people. I don't have a lot of surprises that pop up in my group. And I have friends from literally all over the world from the stuff that I did and where it might've drawn you guys to the Ren Faire. I'm not a Ren Faire guy, but I mean, it drew me more to international travel and communications and actually trying to bridge all these gaps. That's what led me to be, you know, a, a journalist and a radio producer and working in TV and living around the world and learning all these different languages. For me, I think, that's how it, in, it it came through me. It's like, explain all this stuff, figure out as much as you can and put it out and get people to understand each other. So it, it limits the people that I know. I don't have the giant list, but the people I do know, I try to hold on to. So that's how it comes through
4: me. Okay, so yeah, I was going to bring up the whole idea of, you have to understand, I grew up in Jersey city. So there were always, there was always a multitude of diverse cultures in my life, you know, from from early ages. So there was always people who were black or white or Hispanic or Korean or, you know, just uh, just or Filipino all of them in the in that one uh, thing. Um, and it's always been sort of that in, in, in my life and I never quite fit in with with the black kids in my in my community or really the white kids in my community. It was never, it was it never really worked out for me in that sense. But when I found theater, it just, it just changed all of that, you know, it was, it wasn't about whether or not I was black enough or white enough or any of this kind of stuff. I mean, except of course, in casting, which is always fun. But once you're there on the stage working with the people, it became about the work about what you could do there, which is probably one of the reasons why I've always been fascinated with like doing accents and things like that uh, with people, because we, we already know how to code switch. So that was easy. Putting yeah. all that together was easy. But it it, it was finding the things, uh, things, uh, having people having things in common with people who did theater, uh, find, falling in love with musicals and stuff like that. And then I actually Got a chance to do the run fair for one year, and the people. The, most of the time, the people were describing me as the pregnant girl, the pregnant witch. <laughs> that was my. That was my whole gig for like the entire time, and it was comforting. And I mean, granted, I think besides other than David, I think we were the only two there that that year. Am I right? No, Maya. Well, no, no, no. Maya wasn't there that
3: no, year. No. That was I didn't year, she was not and then year. I wasn't there that year and then I came back exactly so she and I were like ships in the night in terms of performing at the same time there.
4: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, it was just it was just us and I was, you know, but I never got the impression that I was being described as the black girl in the whole cast. Yeah, which it's, it's incredibly liberating. Candice, Candace hit right on it. It's so it's so liberating. It's such, it's, it's such a weight off your shoulders when it's the, it's the one thing that you have to worry about day in and day out everywhere you go is the one thing that you don't have to worry about in this situation. It's not going to affect your paycheck. It's not going to affect the way people see it, the way you work. It's fantastic. And that is what we love about doing things at the Ren Fair or doing things on stage. Yeah.
0: Remember, it's... The beginning of the con of the conversation. And uh much love to you all. Go out, be well. And remember, when somebody asks you what you are, just say, I'm Logan. Logan. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And this has been chips and chips and a cookie too. Good night. Good night, y'all.